Hi there, I'm Shelley Weir, President and CEO of FICPA, and welcome to the next CEO Conversation. I am so thrilled to be joined today by my new friend and ally here in Florida, Sean McCabe from CPS Investment Advisors and CPA Alliance. We'll talk a little bit about what they do here momentarily. Um, but Sean and I have just come back from a cross-country trip, and now we are united here in Florida together. So I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Welcome. Yes, thanks for having me, Shelley. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about one of my new favorite topics, and that is financial planning. Um, but before we do that, Sean, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about CPS Investment Advisors and specifically how CPA Alliance was formed and, and what you guys do. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm Sean McCabe, a personal financial planning, self-proclaimed expert. Been in the business for about 15 years. Um, did a lot of CFO work for companies, accounting work for companies, um, but always had a knack and an interest for the financial planning side of things. Uh, certified financial planner. Um, when I went through that program, it really taught me the business from a consultative, consultative type approach as opposed to a product sales type approach. So I've always approached the business from that, from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And so CPS Investment Advisors, CP Alliance, um, CPS Investment Advisors is a DBA of Chas P. Smith and Associates, a long running CPA firm here in Florida, um, founded by Chas P. Smith, um, CPS. And uh, we started out as a normal tax and accounting practice. Um, and all of our clients would come to us for more than just tax and accounting questions and payroll questions. Uh, we'd give advice to them and, and they would go on about their way and then come back to us with something completely different. <laughs> so that led us into starting to actually do more for the client as opposed to just giving them the, the financial planning advice and sending them on their way. Mm -hmm. And that led us to start or be one of the first CPA firms in the country to be a registered investment advisor. So back in the early 80s, we became one of the first firms to do that. Um, and we started actually giving the investment advice and, and executing the investments for the clients. I um, mean, they loved it. And uh, a couple of CPAs throughout the country, or I should say the state at that point in time, mm -hmm. said, well, what are you guys doing? Um, some weren't happy about it, some were. Sure. Um, but they started asking what we're doing and um, we started helping other CPAs do it as well. And that's where CP Alliance was born. So CP Alliance helps CPAs do what we do. I love it, I love yeah. it. And there is so much interconnectivity between the two worlds and I'm excited sure. to dig into that a little bit more today. Um, so, you know, we've heard a lot about client advisory services um, in recent months, and I think probably especially coming out of the pandemic, this is continuing right. to grow. And we know that it's the fastest growing area for so many public accounting firms. And when you think about the um, financial advisory, financial planning process, how does all that fit into the client advisory services world? And, and how would you advise, if I'm a CPA firm and I may be thinking about stepping into this space a bit, how do they get started? So to answer the first question, um, it's a perfect segue. Mm -hmm. um, in my experience of working with CPAs and that want to get into financial planning, uh, most of them would say that they're already doing it. Um, a lot of clients will approach them for way more than just tax and accounting, just like how we got started. And so add to that anybody in the tax profession is already doing, I would say, anecdotally 40% of a financial planning engagement through tax planning and tax compliance work anyhow. So my proposition is take it one step further and just help your clients figure out the financial planning. Mm -hmm. um, and the second part of that is how would you get started? And that is really two paths. Um, for most CPAs, doing pure play financial planning as like a billing service or an advisory service right. is a really good way to go. Um, okay. 
you can start with, as we saw out in Engage, uh, the PFP section with ASCPA. They have a lot of resources for somebody who doesn't really know the business or is just curious and want to learn more. They can get involved in the PFP section um, and may even earn the PFS credential. That will help them get the competence and education to really get into the details of financial planning. Um, the second way is through the investment advisory channel, um, and that is by setting up like a registered investment advisory firm. But as I always say, it always starts with financial planning. So really to get started is really to do and, and get good at the financial planning. Yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. And I love that advice because it's very actionable, right? Here are some steps that I can take to get there. Um, and I'm super excited to, to talk a little bit more specifically about the PFS credential. Okay. Good. Um, tell our members who are listening, how do they go about getting that? Um, is there a way that you can help them in that process? And maybe what are some of the benefits of getting that designation yeah. as well? So um, the PFS credential is an AICPA credential. Um, a good friend of mine, Dan Snyder, is the, the chair of that, that group with the AICPA. So um, definitely visit the AICPA website and just maybe Google PFP or PFS. Um, and there's several ways to get the credential. Um, one is through what they call the uh, certificate program, where you take five classes, and at the end of those five classes, you'll get a certificate of each one. Um, and that really gives you the education um, and the certificates in er each area of the body of knowledge for, for, for financial planning. Um, and then after you build up your hours, because there's certain requirements for hours mm -hmm. in order to get the credential, um, the AICPA will issue you the credential. Um, for a lot of folks who've been doing financial planning for many years, um, there is an experience route where you just sign up for um, the, they call it the experience pathway, mm -hmm. I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, and you take a 13 hour CPE course and then you sit for an exam and once you pass the exam you can hold a credential. Got it. So a lot of good ways to get it, um, but it does add a lot of value to a CPA wanting to do financial planning. And while it may not be the most prominent or well-known designation, mm -hmm. like the Certified Financial Planning designation, mm -hmm. it's a good segue into when clients ask you, what is the PFS? You can explain, hey, personal financial specialist, it's, it's what a very small part of highly specialized CPAs have. It's the credential that they have to help clients with personal financial planning. So. And just for clarification, do they need to be a CPA to get that designation? Absolutely. Okay, got yes. it. Yeah, you have to be a CPA and you have to be a member of the AICPA. Makes perfect sense. Yep. Okay. Okay, so they've, they've gotten their credential, hopefully. Mm -hmm. They've taken the step in the right direction right. Uh, to expand their knowledge and their skill set. What is the first thing that you think CPAs need to know if they want to add this service for their clients? Really, it's subjective, um, and it's not to be afraid of all the compliance that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, kind of a, a gray area um, in looking at financial planning is financial planning isn't really a regulated profession yet. Right. Right. So anybody, good or bad, can hold themselves out as a financial planner. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'd say don't, don't be nervous about the compliance. Get, get the competence, get the education, and then just start helping your clients figure it out. Financial right. planning really is nothing more than helping your clients figure it out, right? Help them achieve or protect financial independence. Like mm -hmm. the whole body of knowledge and the PFS that these guys and gals will go through falls in one of those two categories. So don't be intimidated by the compliance or, you know, how do I have time for it? Just start helping your clients. Take it, like I said, on the, especially the tax professionals, take that one step further. Mm -hmm. Instead of just doing compliance work, start getting into the tax planning and take the tax planning one step further and start answering the life questions that you're probably already getting asked anyway. Right. Well, and it goes back to trust, right? We 100%. are our client's trusted advisor. 
trusted um, strategic advisor, uh, even more importantly, and all of that ties so beautifully in together yeah. with the role of the CPA to begin with. Right, and I like to say that, that CPAs with that PFS doing financial planning are two things, last of the Mohicans and tip of the spear, right? Okay. <laughs> so last of the Mohicans in that CPAs are the absolute most trusted advisors on the planet. There's, right. And there's only a few professions left that really have that level of trust. Mm -hmm. um, and clients know that. So that's why a lot of, a lot of CPAs I speak to saying, hey, my clients are already asking me, all these things, how do I help them with that? And that's when I usually point on the PFS. The tip of the spear element of it is, you know, you and I were out and engaged last week and, and just looking around and how many CPAs are out there, I think roughly 660,000 CPAs in the US. Mm -hmm. Of that, only 7,000 CPAs have their CFP credential. Wow. All right, and of that, I don't know how much of that is intermixed, but only 5,000, give or take, have their PFS credential. So if you look at that being the tip of the spear, mm -hmm. the most trusted advisors on the planet, only a very small fraction of them are actually doing this. And what opportunity oh, exists there? It's tremendous. Tons of opportunity. And, and let's talk about it, right? Um, I love to add value wherever I'm at. I'm, mm -hmm. I, obviously, I'm in business. We're all in business to do, make money and mm -hmm. grow our practices. Sure. But when you're doing financial planning in the right way, you're, and it, it's very altruistic. Mm -hmm. Clients will literally take away what they need to achieve or protect financial independence in their lives. And there's no better practitioner to give it than the CPA, period. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think you and I have talked about this previously. A lot of times the general public's perception of a financial planner might be a bit more of the, these are folks that are going to try to sell me something. Exactly. They might try to sell me, uh, you know, extra insurance or what have right. you. And the more that we can kind of start to, to change that perception and shift it under the CPA mm -hmm. as the trusted advisor that there's, you know, there's nothing self-serving about this. Right. Me is helping you. Yes. And that's the end goal. Um, I think the more that people will also feel comfortable mm -hmm. tapping into those types of services. So it's a win-win it's from the, the public's perspective as well. 100%. And to add to that, on the op looking at it from a different lens, mm -hmm. There's, there are 54% of financial planners out there that are non-CPA financial planners are now starting to offer tax services. And oh, that's of, interesting. And a lot of them do it for nothing. Wow. So why not? Why not mm -hmm. help clients with more than just tax compliance and tax planning? Right, exactly. And have that, that ever trust of the, the licensure behind Correct. it. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. okay, so we've talked a little bit about the PFS. Let's shift gears just a little bit and talk about another opportunity, which is the Registered Investment Advisor. Right. Tell us a little bit about what this is, what the benefits are, and okay. how somebody can go about getting it. Got it. So the Registered Investment Advisor, in my opinion, years of experience doing this, is the best time and value mining proposition for CPAs. Um, I say that because the number one complaint CPAs have with me on why they get into financial planning is they don't have time for it. Sure. So with the Registered Investment Advisory practice, it's a way to monetize doing the financial planning, whether you charge for the financial planning or not, mm -hmm. for the investment advice that you give or the investment management that you can give. Got it. So doing the RIA, in my opinion, is the best time value money proposition. Mm -hmm. So I usually coach CPAs in doing that. So the financial planning side, it's, it's fee for service. So it's based on how much time you have and how much you bill for that those hour rates or fixed fee for an entire engagement. So right. you can really leverage up and as you add AUM clients, asset earner management clients for the RIA, the registered investment advisor practice, you can scale back your tax practice a little bit. Gotcha. So, and what I like to do is when I'm talking to CPAs is for every dollar of financial planning or investment management you bring in, you relinquish some way, shape or form a tax client. And all you do is exponentially get time back. 
So it solves that complaint. So going the RIA route again provides a lot more balance mm -hmm. during the year, mm -hmm. um, a lot more revenue, mm -hmm. right? And it strengthens the relationships you have with your clients. You're not yeah. just seeing them once a year, passing documents under the door. You're actually getting involved in the relationship with them, helping them achieve and protect financial independence and really getting involved in their lives. Sure. So, yeah. And I imagine that's probably what you would say to someone if someone came up to you and said, Gosh, this seems like a lot of work, Sean. Right. What's in it for me? Why should I do this? You hit them with those yeah. talking points. That's it. And it's not for everybody because it's a very sure. relationship-based business. So yeah. for some folks who really love just sitting down and grinding and doing compliance work, it may not be for them. Right. But for those that are really looking for that next level and, and tired of burning 3,000 hours during mm -hmm. tax season and really want to take their relationships to the next level, the RA is a really good route. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, a lot of our practitioners, whether they are an individual practitioner or work for a small, medium, or, mm -hmm. or mega, big four firm, at the end of the day, people are always looking to um, diversify what they do, yeah. right? And how do I continue to best serve my clients That's and right. adapt in this new environment that, mm -hmm. that we're operating in? Okay, so before we close out today, I want to ask you kind of some, some, some big picture questions, okay? okay. All right. Um, so you know what's happening in the profession right now. There are so many headwinds facing us, mm. a lot of barriers, a lot of obstacles for us to overcome as a profession. But you work so closely with so many CPAs, um, not only in Florida, but right. across the country, but especially here in Florida. Um, what do you think are the biggest obstacles that CPAs are facing right now? And what type of advice are you giving them? We'll solve all the world's problems, Sean, in the next five minutes. Man, that's a lot of pressure. No but pressure. I, but I love it. So the number one, again, is time. And sure. I think that time element boils down to qualified staff to help. Right. Um, and how to solve that from my limited perspective is diversifying your business. You said it already. Mm -hmm. um, diversify your business. Um, needing staff to help with the tax planning side is, mm -hmm. is, is difficult. Um, just anecdotal story, um, we have more clients than we have staff to manage. Right. And I know that's the story across the industry. Yeah. Um, and rates are going up, fees are going up. So uh, sometimes we recommend, hey, you might need to clean up your book a little bit, mm -hmm. um, hand your bottom 10% or bottom 20% of your clients off to a junior accountant or another accountant in town. Um, and we tried it. We tried it this year because we're also a CPA firm. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Sure. But uh, we raised our fees and we lost two clients. Right. Right? <laughs> we yes. needed to make time so we can work on our, our, our more highly valued clients. Yeah. So solving that time equation is, is, the, is the answer to that. I don't know that I have the how. Sure. But, you know, staffing is going to be a huge part of that. No question about it. And, and we spent um, several of our prior CEO conversation episodes and certainly more to come um, in the months ahead talking about the talent challenge that's facing the profession. Mm -hmm. and, and it really is a collective action that needs to take place across the entire profession. It's not just FICPA or not just AICPA. Right. It's not just NASBA, it's not just firms. We all have to work collectively together um, to help solve it. But I think you're right. I mean, at the, at the root of all that is time. And you know, I always say you can't you can't go back in time. You can't right. go back and and relive time that you've lost and time away from family, friends, or whatever is important to you. Um, but rest assured that we are doing everything we can at the FICPA state level, as well as working very closely with our partners across the country to address the issue, both from a recruitment perspective as well as a retention perspective. So be on the lookout in the months ahead for all types of resources and programs that can help our members 
to tackle what we know is a really complicated issue and something that we will continue to talk about um, in an ongoing fashion. Well, Sean, I can't thank you enough yes. for joining us today. If folks want to um, learn more from you, get in contact with you, partner with you, join the Alliance, all of those good things, right. tell them how to get in touch with you. So I like LinkedIn, so just look me up, Sean J. McCabe on LinkedIn. Uh, or visit my website, cpalliance.com. And uh, yeah, just connect with me through FICPA or any of these conferences and I'm around, I'm easy to find. That sounds terrific. Well, and um, Sean is based in Lakeland, right in between Orlando and Tampa for our folks that are in Central Florida, easily accessible. That's and right. um, I'm looking forward to um, spending more time with you and the entire team in the months ahead. And thank you for all that you do for the organization as well and for our profession. So thanks again for joining us today. And members, we'll see you next time on the next episode of CEO Conversations. Be safe and be well.